0: Hello, and a warm, warm welcome to all my listeners. I hope you're healthy, safe, and back to what millennials call regular programming. (laughs) Yeah, apparently that's the term they use when they mean normal routine. Speaking of normal, today I'd like to talk to you about one of those perfectly normal things in life that are arguments. I'm not kidding. If you think you are getting more than your share of arguments in life, just knock on your neighbor's door and ask. Arguments are a part and parcel of life, and they cannot be avoided. However, it is also true that repeated arguments can corrode into our happiness and reduce the quality of our relationships. They can fill our mind with rage and regret. But although they are inevitable, following a few simple rules can help in reducing the aftermath of these arguments. The first golden rule to observe while arguing with someone in personal life is to focus on the present. Now, this rule may sound simple, but if you think back on any of your recent arguments, you'll easily see how we almost always break this rule. And we do this in two main ways. The first one is by using phrases like, You always do this. You have been doing this our whole life. Now, let's suppose that your spouse is late in getting dressed for a function. And you respond by saying, You're always late. Now, this is one of the worst things that one could say. It shows your utter disregard for the umpteen number of times your spouse has been on time and has successfully multitasked. Your words will make them feel disrespected, resentful and very hurt. Instead, using a phrase like, how come you're late today, is a much better option because it focuses on just today and it offers them a chance to explain their case without foregrounding any accusations. They may share their reasons for the delay with you, which may be genuine after all. The second way in which we break the golden rule is when we start enlisting all other flaws in response to one mistake. Uh, Let us assume your partner shows up late for a function. You respond by enumerating how they do not help out at home, how annoying their friends and relatives are, and how they are lousy and sloppy around the house. There is probably no worse way to deal with a matter like this. By unleashing a lifetime of emotional load on them, you have pushed them on the defensive and made them feel anger rather than remorse. Again, a present-focusing phrase like how come you're late today is a better option. In personal arguments, not focusing on the present will do much more harm than good. When arguing with someone in professional dealings, the golden rule is to focus on the outcome and not the person. Again, let me tell you the two ways in which we break this rule very often. The first is by focusing on the person rather than the task. Now take for example, um, your own self. Imagine a scenario where your colleague was late in filing the reports and you had to move heaven and earth to solve the matter. Now, the anguish you feel may be genuine, but it is yours alone and you have to deal with it. To be honest, it is quite pointless to rant about the trouble it caused you or the efforts you had to take to solve the problem. It does not interest anyone, nor does it do the job. So, Instead of focusing on your trouble or the apparent tardiness of your colleague, try saying something like, The delay at your end almost cost us the project. Now that would be much more emphatic and conclusive. The second way in which we break the rule is when we focus on the said perpetrator, that is the person who caused the problem, and end up making hurtful personal remarks. We end up saying things about their age, weight, appearance, background, or utter some expletives in rage. People remember personal insults for life. They are unlikely to forgive or forget. No matter how great the fault of the other person. Once you've broken this rule and made a personal remark, you've lost the argument. One forum where people tend to argue a lot these days is social media. Whether on Facebook, WhatsApp, Twitter and now Clubhouse, most of us belong to several groups. I'm sure not a single group was created for the purpose of arguing. They were made to foster a sense of togetherness, to cater to this inherent sense of belonging we all have. But sadly, they have all turned into breeding grounds for arguments on every single topic under the sun. As a result, most people have started resorting to avoidant behaviours. They remain stoically silent and clear chats without reading and are active only for birthday greetings. Many groups that could have served as wonderful platforms for the exchange of ideas and brainstorming have turned into places for polite lip service. Others have resorted to extremely strict rules and regulations of what can and cannot be shared on the groups, which makes one feel stifled. So, what is the way out? Here too, my dear listeners, following a few cardinal rules can help. Our virtual lives are not too different from our real lives anymore. So, first and foremost, Remember that it is not imperative to give your opinion on every post you see. You can offer your opinion if someone asks for it or if it is of your area of interest and knowledge. The rest you can read and let pass through your mind without giving it much thought. Take a simple example. When you walk on the road, you see a lot of people, many of whom are dressed in the kind of clothes that you may dislike. Do you stop and tell them to change their way of dressing? No, right? Because that would be absolutely bizarre. Similarly, when you go to a restaurant, you see people at other tables ordering dishes that you would probably never consider eating. But by no means would you offer them the food you ordered or try to convince them that your choice of menu was tastier. Same rationale applies to people's posts on social media. I'm sure you agree that everyone is entitled to a point of view. And if they happen to express it, and even if you don't like it, you don't have to respond. Do not give it your precious mind space. In fact, I say go and refer back to the first episode of this podcast, Happiness Begins With You, to learn a little more on how you can do this. To remember is that when you choose to get into an argument, Please focus only on the specific point of the case and do not include irrelevant peripherals from the past or the present. Back up your argument with some facts if you are certain that they are facts and not merely your opinions. It is crucial to remember that in almost ten out of 10 cases, people do not change their political, religious or social opinions. The rationality of your argument is not truly significant. In fact, the more you argue, the more likely people are to stick to their own beliefs rather than question them. So, a good rule to follow on social media platforms is that you could respond to a particular argument with three posts and not more. Another good rule is not spending more than three minutes in drafting a post. Withdraw after the count of three is reached. If you feel that this will be regarded as a loss of face, openly declare that although you do have some counter-arguments, your policy is no more than three posts on a debatable topic. The third recommendation is to never think that any post or status update is directly and specifically aimed at you. Some people tend to believe that certain posts are sent to deliberately hurt, insult or provoke them. This is tantamount to simply making assumptions without evidence. This creates a sense of paranoia and bitterness to which you may respond with hostility, and honestly, it may be completely uncalled for. Most likely, these are messages that were thoughtlessly forwarded or posted just to appear philosophical or cool by some people. So, develop a habit to question the evidence behind all your assumptions and you will find that mostly they lack substance. This will help you to avoid unnecessary quarrels and arguments. And if all of these tricks fail, and you do end up arguing, imagine that you are arguing with the person at a social gathering amongst a group of people. Now, I'm sure there are certain things you would never ever say or a certain tone that you would never use while arguing in a real-world situation. Try to maintain the same respectful boundaries that you would in real life. Always apologize in case you have lost your temper. Uh, Try concluding with amicable remarks like, I think our arguments are ruining the mood of the group. Let's discuss this some other time. Or, I think I must say sorry for losing my temper, after all we have been friends for so long, how does this small thing matter? Using this approach could help in avoiding unwanted arguments or they will help you deal with them better and in a reasonable way. After all, life is short and good faith is scarce. Remember that we are all in the same boat and we are all striving for happiness. This is Dr. Happy signing off. Until the next time, take care and be happy. If you would like to share any feedback about the podcast or have questions that you would like me, that is Dr. Happy, to address, do write in on the email address drhappy2021 at gmail.com. That is D O C T O R H A P P Y 2021 at the rate gmail.com